Giovanna, and welcome, friends, to another episode of the Lord of the Wrongs podcast, the only Tolkien podcast the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. I am Dan Zerby, here with my co-host, Sean Kelly, and together we will be discussing the writings, adaptation, news, and anything else involving the works of J.R.R. Tolkien in a manner we are quite confident he would not approve of. Hi, Sean. How's it going, man? Uh, it's pretty good, Serby. Thanks. Yeah. I uh, I actually just got back from vacation. Yeah, you in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, I brought my copy of Lord of the Rings to try to get some reading done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Nice. Naturally, I read about six pages. And <laughs> <laughs> that was and then it. switched over to the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh I would read and then just kept falling asleep over and over on the plane. And uh <laughs> otherwise I was just sipping my ties on the beach. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I got a got a little uh got a little Tolkien action. So Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm a, I'm I'm hoping that you use lots of SPF fifty. Uh, 70 when I could. Oh, yeah, there we go, my man. Right. I, I burn like a peach. Uh, yeah, your name is Sean Kelly. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what anybody expects from me. You could assume that. Yeah, that's an that name don't tan. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it either reflects the sun or soaks it all up until you look like a lobster. <laughs> yeah, I got some lobstery yeah. parts for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so. It's hard to avoid in, in Mexico. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think uh, this is starting to become a bit of a trend, so I thought we'd give it a name. I don't name. like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to put on our dunce caps and go uh, walk shamefully into Correction Corner. Uh, yeah. By the way, did you, just, did you just come up with that for Correction Corner? Is that going to be a recurring segment? Uh, I mean, it up? seems like it's been recurring every episode now, so it might yeah, as well we, be a segment. We might as well have a good name for it. <laughs> yeah. And the dunce cap is on, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Turns out I, I, I was tasked with uh, coming up with our, I mean, uh, producing from <laughs> uh reputable sources the tolkien fun fact for last episode and uh yeah i did i made some claims about the uh british line of succession uh right before world war ii yeah. turns out tolkien i mean maybe he's in line for the throne but it's there are a lot of digits uh to his <laughs> spot in the queue uh, yeah, I'd imagine he's not. Um, yeah, he's not yeah, right he, behind. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not, not taking right over. Elizabeth. Yeah, he's not taking over for at least a week or two, unless there's something truly terrible happening. <laughs> in in which case, I don't think that anybody's going to be able to trace it all the way back to him. Yeah, yeah like, Princess Mary was in fact uh, seventh in line for the throne at the time. Yeah. Not her, sure who that is, but um, me neither. Know, wasn't wasn't him. I don't know if she wrote any books, but certainly not <laughs> ones I've read. Yeah, and if even if she did, I can't imagine they're nearly as engaging as as what the professor wrote. Yeah, so take that, Mary. Uh, yeah, screw your, you, Mary. Screw your you, Highness. Mary. <laughs> yeah, your your uh, queenship, princessship. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also got a bit of a correction from last episode. I called um, 
I described Luis Guzman as uh, virulent a couple of times. And as far as I know, he's not. Uh, he's not ill. He, he's not diseased to the point of being infectious in any way. <laughs> as far as we know. I, I, I don't want know. to jinx him by having given yeah, no, he seems like a nice fellow. or something at the time. Uh, so I would like to correct that to having called him virile. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just to cover my bases there. <laughs> yeah, we don't and want then, to somehow get sued for willing into existence a uh, illness <laughs> on Luis Guzman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now it's just defamation, but if he got sick, who knows what they could slap <laughs> me with. And yeah. uh, I also, a few episodes ago, actually, I, I mentioned uh, uh, my wallpaper, which is a... Uh, a piece of art of the fellowship escaping Moria. And uh, I just wanted to credit that. And so people can take a look at it. It's uh, called the flame of Udun by Manuel Castagnon. And uh, And it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible piece of art and it's got an interesting depiction of the Balrog, which. Yeah. Which is a little. Yeah. It's a little closer to the description of the Balrog in the book. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty huge, but a lot of the descriptions are yeah. sort of vague, but... Yeah, uh, he's more the, than man size is really all we know for sure about his actual height, or... Yeah. You know, I don't know what he weighs in at, but... <laughs> <laughs> maybe nothing, maybe a whole lot. I mean, he does break the bridge, I guess, so... Yeah, but that's... that's that. I think that was Gandalf's staff is what it really... Is mostly, you know, yeah. Time <laughs> for the bridge to break. It's telling him he cannot pass. And like we said, the movie adaptation is really just friggin' rad, but uh, it is definitely not as close to what the uh, book described. Yeah. yeah, what the text says really about it. Um, so, for example, Gandalf never says you shall not pass. He says you cannot pass. And while that seems like a what my girlfriend would call a nitpicky distinction. It's quibbling <laughs> for sure. But I, I, there is a difference, though. You shall not is like a command. You cannot is like a statement of fact. It's and definitive. I think that's the difference. Yeah, it's it's similar to when uh, the Witch King uh, tries to enter uh, Minas Tirith and Gandalf says the same thing. You cannot enter here. He doesn't forbid it. He doesn't say, like, I'm not going to let you. He just says you cannot. And and he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's invoking the power of the yeah. Valar or Eru by just sort of stating a fact and it comes into reality, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, the Witch yeah. King does the Very same cool. thing to counter him by saying your staff is broken. Does he not? Uh, But that's just in the movie. Is it? Yep. Man. It was a pretty <laughs> cool scene, though. It was, <laughs> it was a very cool scene. Until, yeah, but but when you really think about it, it's like Gandalf is a Maya and he's also Gandalf 2.0. So he has even more power than when he was Gandalf the Grey. Yeah, and he's it's like, why would the Witch King, a man who is just in, in bewitched into being still alive somehow? He, he does have Sauron's sort of power backing him up. He does. Way. He does. But it's um, all very fuzzy. It's hard to uh, quantify yeah, I, well, any the, of that stuff. Yeah, and also it's it's also difficult just because these movies they were a so good and b you know they were really our first introduction to this so it's often what we remember 
yeah. you know no that, there are many times where i'm like oh crap did that happen in the book i know it happened in the movie but i don't know if that happened it, in the book. it's been I, i'm in the first book now and this is reread mm. so it's yeah. been quite a while since i've gotten that far but anyway yeah. let's talk about trees yeah one of tolkien's favorite topics <laughs> based on how many pages he's dedicated to describing trees yeah tolkien was a big tree fan he would maybe call him a tree hugger nowadays but i don't think that was as much of a thing back then uh no i mean he was uh he he def- i don't think he would care for uh, a lot of people <laughs> who describe themselves as tree huggers i don't know that he would uh, care for uh if nothing else their hygiene <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he was i'm teasing so hippies. Much a, yeah he he wasn't a hippie but he no. did love trees all the same he, he loved trees and he did not like industrialization so yeah which was is sort of an enemy of trees if you think about it yeah yeah i can't think of a more natural enemy of trees than industrial <laughs> industrialization especially of the english countryside when he was witnessing yeah. that happen. Yeah. It's been incredibly depressing for him. As it's uh, depressing it's, for us now. I was <laughs> going to say, it's depressing for everybody. I would think. Yeah. Uh, except for the people making money, I guess. Um, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> They're like, let's sell some lumber. <laughs> but he, yeah, Tolkien has a lot of tree characters. I mean, obviously, we all know yeah, the lots. ants. In, yeah, everybody uh, knows Treebeard. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's there some significant trees throughout the books, and I, I think mm-hmm. they're all either just straight up important and powerful on their own, or sort of symbolic of things, you know, inside and outside of the context of the story. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, there's so, a lot of lot of importance placed on on trees for sure. Yeah, and so I think uh, we can probably start off by explaining something we mentioned last episode. Uh, right, yes. Yeah, if you want to take it away, sir. Sure. So, I know the question everybody's asking. How did they see in Valinor? That's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Uh, well, first, there were two lamps. Uh, did, do they have names? Lamps. They probably have names. They yeah, lamps was... first. Ooh. It doesn't matter. We're talking about trees. Anyway, <laughs> so there are two lamps. One is uh, the light. of uh, uh, It's, it's Eliwin and Ormal. The Eliwin's the silver and Ormal is the gold. There we go. So those are the two lamps. And the gold, obviously, is going to be the, the, the light of the day. And uh, and the silver is going to be the light of, of, of the night, of the moon. Or It's not the moon. It's a lamp. Anyway, Melkor, as you might expect kills him he breaks him because he's a jerk yeah, they, they can't have nice things yeah, this, is why, this is why we can't have nice things melkor you <laughs> um so when he destroys the the lamps uh there's some darkness and um and yavana who we talked about last episode uh creates two trees that uh give off their own light that that brings light to valinor and the two trees are called Laurelin and Telperion. And Laurelin is the gold tree. Uh, it's it's associated. It's it's considered um, the female tree. Uh, and Telperion is the silver, which is the 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 light of the night, and uh, that's considered to be the male the male tree. 
And yeah, um, you, you would have seen those in the Rings of Power. Yes. Like the first, in the first episode. episode. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the uh, the first episode, there's flashbacks to Valinor, and you see them in the background, and they are beautiful. I mean, we talked yeah. about this a little before we started recording. How like I th- I think they really nailed that. So kudos to Rings of Power for, if nothing else, that one shot of Valinor is yeah, really I mean, they, cool. They had some beautiful visuals, and that was uh, definitely high on the list for me. Yeah, that was it. Was I got a little emotional when they pan uh, up? And definitely they, chills. And you see that, and it's like ooh. <laughs> oh, look, they're there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, they were created by Yavanna, um, and they were watered by the tears of Niana, who is always crying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our Elizabeth Olsen, I think. Right? Yes, uh, Elizabeth <laughs> yes, Olsen, the watering Elizabeth can. Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen, the watering can. Uh, she's always crying, the poor woman. Um, so yeah, these two trees are what give off the light, and uh, they basically alternate giving light uh, seven hours a day, which is weird. I don't remember if that's because a day is a different length of time. Yeah, so uh, the, it's um, so a day was like twelve hours, and mm-hmm. so uh, they right. sort of like uh, slowly pulse to full light throughout yeah. each day. Um, yeah, and so like each tree would be glowing for seven hours in that day. And so when they, and there'd uh, be overlap and that explains. The, yeah. Uh, so each, the each one, yeah. they were, Remember. they were both glowing for an hour, but like dimly. Right. And so it was sort yeah, of like a trade off. Yeah. yeah. Which and, um, sounds like a beautiful way to count days and a difficult way to yeah. keep track of time. Uh, <laughs> yes, looking it, really, back. <laughs> it really does. Like, oh, crap. Wait, they're both. OK, which one's waning? Which one's waxing? I'm not sure. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I took a long nap and I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah. And they're, you know, looking back, it's like, well, you know, it's uh, before the first stage. It lasts for lasts for 10,000 years or something. It's like, all right, well, yeah. 10,000 years but the days are only 12 hours or are they so it, it's yeah, yeah. all very and, unclear yeah and i'm not i'm not really a math guy so yeah. i'm not going to try to work that out while we're recording i would just say it just didn't matter because everybody at the time was effectively immortal and so yeah. they just so, didn't care about time yes time time didn't have a, yeah there there weren't a lot of appointments people needed to make at that at that point i, at that yeah, point. I doubt it <laughs> um yeah uh, i i have a i have a dentist appointment uh three quarters wax of uh of telperians so uh yeah. i gotta get to that it looks like we're about half wax half past <laughs> wax right now yeah I, gotta, yeah I gotta show up 15 minutes early to fill out paperwork so <laughs> um so as you might expect these trees don't want us <laughs> no i mean once and again we can't guess have nice who's things. responsible for that <laughs> well you can't put all of the blame exclusively on melkor this time because he brought a friend he brought yeah. a friend to destroy the tree he wasn't big enough to just sort of knock him over or whatever yeah, not even <laughs> yeah not 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 even um not even melkor is uh so powerful that he could just uh extinguish the light of the two trees he needed he needed to bring in the big guns yeah he and didn't so have an axe that. big enough so he got a <laughs> yeah. spider <laughs> yeah or is it a spider <laughs> it's, yeah, it's certainly a horrific thing in spider form um 
uh, Ungoliant, uh, who you if you if you if you read Lord of the Rings, you might recognize that name as the uh, as as the mother of uh, Shelob and uh, pretty much probably all the other giant spiders in uh, in Middle Earth, like Seems the ones like that attack the, the dwarfs the and build of bad spiders yeah. Of, yeah of just giant spiders there are regular <laughs> spiders like in the hobbit it's it's mentioned that there are just regular old you know normal doing their thing spiders that nothing necessarily inherently evil about them however they don't wrap people up and and suck their juices out or whatever <laughs> yeah well they do if you consider insects people but uh, i'm short of that yeah <laughs> so ungoliant is a uh giant monster spider that uh eats light i mean it's a hell of a creature strange diet i would say yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't think yeah I, I don't know how nutritious it, nutritious it is i have to imagine light is not that nutritious because she is always hungry well <laughs> he always wants yeah, to eat tolkien didn't probably know too much about wave particle duality at the time so i think <laughs> <laughs> I, I, not not his area of expertise no i you think probably uh, tell the etymology of the word yeah <laughs> but well, which makes me wonder if she can eat light is ungoliant just a also a tree or maybe she's a black hole a sentient black hole wow <laughs> yeah, well we got another conspiracy cooking so we'll, we'll get back to you with that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so she 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 eats all the light of the trees. She sucks the lights out of the trees. I think Melkor puts a big hole in them, and uh, she just slurps it all up. Um, yeah, sorry, like, <laughs> you're a welcome listener for that audio nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was gross. The concept is gross. Yeah. So the, uh, <laughs> the only light that remained in the trees after uh, Ungoliant and uh, Melkor uh, finish finish them off um, is is captured in the Silmarils that would be created by Feanor. And we will get around to more detail on that, but we're going to stick to the tree theme yeah. this time around. She wanted but the Silmarillion, too, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the Silmarils are a really big chunk of the Silmarillion, if you can believe it. Yeah, the, uh, the thing that story is named after, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that probably uh, requires at least one episode. Uh yeah, we'll 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 get there. <laughs> Not this episode. We'll go into more depth about the Silmarils at a different time. There's a lot to cover there. Um but anyway, so there uh the trees are destroyed, but there is a clone of Telperion, the silver tree made. Um oh yeah, before that I should mention that the um the last fruit of Laurelin, the gold tree that uh, becomes the sun. The last fruit that's left on the tree, uh, yeah, basically is turned into the sun, and the last flower of Telperion uh, becomes the moon. Uh, so, yeah, and yeah. so there is a. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, there, yeah, the, it seems like there's a lot of work that Tolkien does to turn this really weird mystical fantasy world just into basically the Earth. I mean, at this time, yeah. the world was flat. It was much yes. smaller. There was no sun, no moon. Nope, uh, just these two trees. Yeah, and so <laughs> uh, a couple of yeah, what a couple of uh, Maiar end up just carrying them up into the sky. Yes, yeah, basically, yeah, a couple of Maiar, a couple of uh, the Valar's, uh, you know, servants and 
Yeah, we got Tilion carrying the sun up, and then Arian carrying the moon up, and uh, that's why what the moon is is uh, generally referred to as she, and the sun is he. Or is it the other way around? Uh, it's the other way around, actually, in, in Tolkien's uh, mythology. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Tillian's a man. Well, he's a Maya. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, Tillian takes the moon. Yeah. Right. No? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I know that's one of those track where, of all these names. <laughs> I know it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't need to write that down. We won't get to that part that much. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. Um, but anyway, so there is a, a tree that is identical to Telperion named Galathilion, uh, except it, it does not give off any light of its own. But it's it's, it's otherwise just a clone. Yeah, it's effectively like a clone without the nightlight. Yeah. And, yeah, it's uh, almost like a clone without a consciousness. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, are we going to get into the Madame Tussauds thing again? <laughs> All right. I, yeah, don't get me started. I'm just going <laughs> to go off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Galathilion is this tree that's uh, nearly identical to Telperion. Uh, and it had many seedlings, one of which is planted on the Isle of Tol Arisea. Uh, and that, tr- that, pl- that, that pl- uh, seedling... Uh, that becomes a tree is actually named Celeborn, uh, which is also the name of Galadriel's husband. Um, I would guess and, he's probably named after the tree. Yes, I think that's a, I think that's a safe bet. Um, also, because to, I believe uh, just a real quick, Tol Arisea yeah. is uh, the island. It's a sort of a waypoint island that's east of Valinor. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, that far off the coast, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it, it's sort of the by. first stop between yeah. uh, Valinor and yeah, the, uh, Middle Earth. Yeah, correct. Um, it's it's closer also to Valinor than um than to when when, New, when Numenor become like is, is oh yes. brought up out of the ocean. Like it's it's still closer to Valinor than Numenor was. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the geography, <laughs> the art of geography. Every, everybody loves a geography lesson over a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's always effective with no visual, right? <laughs> um, so anyway, one of the seedlings of Celeborn uh, becomes Nimloth, the white tree of Numenor, which uh, becomes the white tree of Gondor. The seedling of that is taken by uh, Isildur when the faithful... Uh, leave Numenor and go to Middle Earth, and when they uh, establish Gondor, uh, that's yeah, it's the, it's yeah. The, so, the, so the so the White Tree of Gondor is the great grandson of Telperion. I guess I don't really I know so. if trees have family trees, but <laughs> yeah. well, they <laughs> have would, names sometimes. So yeah, that's I mean, true. if they have names, they can have a genealogy. Honestly, only only Tolkien would make a family tree for trees, though. <laughs> yeah. if I mean, anybody. he made a family tree for like every Hobbit in the Shire. So why not? Right? <laughs> just for fun, I guess. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just to explain it for everybody to enjoy at home, and you look at that thing, and it's like, oh, I, I no longer enjoy this aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try to discern that, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we actually have seen all of those trees on screen now, right? Oh uh, yeah, they have. They've all been shown. It's true. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I mean, we <laughs> obviously only saw the um, 
you know, the white tree of Gondor and the, that's the tree that Sauron wants to burn. And I mean, everybody knows the one in Minas Tirith. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we see the sort of more brilliant version in, uh, in Numenor. And yeah. then, yeah, we yeah, get to OG, see the, the OG tree. <laughs> well, the sort of, uh, I guess it would be the unoriginal gangster tree. Cause yeah, well, yeah, the son <laughs> of the original gangster tree, <laughs> still a gangster tree, but <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, just a clipping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a copy. Yeah. Galaxy yeah. Is, is ice cube son who would play ice cube in a movie, but you know, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it looks the same, but just doesn't have that glow about him, you know? Yeah. There's just a slight <laughs> difference or in the case of ice cube glare about him. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that, we're hey, always bringing NWA into Middle Earth, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the mission of this podcast. <laughs> we're just, yeah, talking about uh, Chris, uh, Catholicism into Middle Earth. We're just trying to get NWA yeah. in there. Yeah, you know, we're bringing gangster rap into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think that basically that was basically the story of yeah, the yeah, early the, the two the, trees, the big, two big trees. Yeah, the, the the two most important trees in the legendarium, certainly. I think that it, it's a. It's a really it would have been beautiful to see that would be like, that's just one of those things that you would just wish to see in person. There's oh, a lot yeah. of that. If it was Tolkien. real, oh, I know, yeah. I know. I, I, there's, there's nothing in Middle Earth or on Arda that I wouldn't want to see in person. But yeah, basically, you have to sell I mean, maybe, maybe a charging yeah. movie, but uh, yeah, I, I would, I, I could skip that. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be there for that. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't need Oliphants. But... Yeah, a giant, an elephant. Except it's even, it's way bigger than an elephant, like twice the size of an African elephant. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thank I mean, you. African elephants are terrifying on their own, let alone when they're double that size with people riding on them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk well, more, more about trees. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I figure if we're talking about stuff Yovana made, we could probably talk about Ents, yeah. right? Yeah, we definitely we could and should at least mention them. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah. Once again, we can probably cover Ents more in depth in another episode because yeah. there's a lot to cover there. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So the Ents, uh, I, th- I think we did mention this in the last episode when we were going through the Valar. Um, the Ents were, uh, I guess, created and given actual life by Eru, obviously, but they were created by Ivana, who the, the, she had the idea. Yeah. And Eru yeah. made it happen. Right. As only Eru can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about the flame imperishable. I shouldn't even mention it because it brings up a whole other God, load it's... of questions. But he's the only one who can yeah. really create actual life. Uh, yeah. So uh, he... Yeah, when uh, Yovana's husband made the dwarves himself and they were just Aule. sort of like... Yes, Aule. Yeah. And they were just sort of like freaky puppet people, and uh, <laughs> that, you know, he, he, he got, that is what they were. <laughs> he got chastised by uh, his by you know, big daddy Eru, and then Eru <laughs> basically said, uh, "You know what? I'll, 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 you know, you did a bad thing, but I, I see where your head, your heart was in the right place, and so he, um, he does end up giving them life, and so yep. yeah." They Yvonne just come was, after men, yeah. Yes, yeah. They just had to sleep in holes in the ground and then spring out of them eventually. Indeed. 
but Yavana, after seeing all that, was sort of worried about her trees. You know, just her regular trees because yeah. dwarves, dwarves are fond of axes. They are. They are fond of axes and forging and just generally uh, yeah. and to forge you need to burn stuff yes uh, namely already burned trees so yeah kind of the odd couple here yeah <laughs> Yavana and you, you can see why they might have disagreed yeah. on occasion <laughs> on occasion and <laughs> just about minor things every like, occasion you know, yes. <laughs> and uh so yeah she basically requested shepherds for her trees and that's what she got yeah in the ends yeah and so we actually see they're tree herders so they sort of herd trees which can't move but we also get to see uh horns which are trees that can move yeah they're not quite ents they're not quite trees they're pretty much in between they can move and they tend to be pretty pissy we did see them yeah they aren't friendly certainly yeah it's well especially if you're an orc yeah you're a goblin yeah you want to stay away from the horns uh we do see them uh those are the trees that sort of run out at the end of the field in uh helm's deep yeah at the end of the battle of helm's deep they uh i think you see it in the extended yeah, the they, do, they do show that as the orcs are fleeing from from uh, from the Hornberg, they run into this forest of horns, and you just see the trees bash them to bits. <laughs> yeah, and you see them uh, uh, the ants actually shepherding them over there. Uh, I yeah. think briefly as well, but uh, yeah, I think it's, a, it's a short shot. But yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you do see that. I believe uh, the in the books the three hunters go through the uh the trees at one point that through the uh horns or they, they they go th- past them i think yeah i think they yeah, go and they're just they're basically just like all right don't move and don't look orcish and they won't hurt us yeah. lower your axe gimli <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you can your axe down they don't like, <laughs> they're making them uncomfortable and they can make our us very uncomfortable <laughs> But yeah, the Ents, uh, you know, they've been around for a long time. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Treebeard is, is, is named as the oldest living thing in yeah. Middle-earth. Which is pretty... It's I very mean, old. By Middle-earth standards, that's pretty old. Extremely <laughs> old, many thousands of years old, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, I guess it's still unclear, because Tolkien's pretty unclear about a lot of that stuff. And he was also named that by... Gandalf? Uh, Gandalf says that, yeah. 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 So, you know, I I mean, he's pretty reliable, but he's also not uh, omniscient, so we don't... He's not. He's not omniscient, yeah. So he might not actually know if he's the eldest or not, but I would say for sure he's definitely old. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's one of, if he's not the single oldest living thing in in, in Middle-earth, he's one of. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll cover more of I was say, uh, we can, horns and ants in, in a different episode because we can yeah, go there's, about there's the ants, the ant wives, which aren't. I mean, they're mentioned in the. In the oh yeah, I mean, there's movie, a, there's but, a there's a whole song about them in the in the book in so, the books, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, for now, I think uh, we should move on to our sponsor. Ooh. Uh, not not for today's episode. Oh. You know, don't get your hopes up, sir. Uh, I'm talking about a uh, 
a segment of Mad Men of the West. Oh, Mad Men of the West. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to do a little product placement in our adaptations of Tolkien. And, uh, you Tolkien know, there's the public domain. Yes, of course. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking, hence Shepherds, you know, what if they had a bit of a rebrand? Hmm. What'd you have in mind? I think you give them a little bit of a cowboy vibe. Okay. <laughs> and then when they're hurting their trees, Roundup. <laughs> the weed killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, those two horns are just galloping along through the the hills and valleys of Rohan and they're just sort of running alongside spring Roundup to keep them in line. Yeah. And you know, get rid of uh pesky weeds while they're at it. Of course, yeah, you don't want the weeds taking uh, precious resources away from, from the trees. Yeah, I mean, ants love trees, hate weeds. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but... <laughs> Almost as much as Monsanto hates weeds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, um, you know, I, I think it's a, a good pick for them. Just running around in like sort of uh, branchy cowboy hats, and just every time they spray a, a, a hit of Roundup, there's the the whip sound and everything. I, yeah, I love that you're that you're keeping this uh, <laughs> keeping this marketing device that they don't even use anymore because Roundup they don't <laughs> even like advertise for Roundup anymore because it's got such a bad name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to kill some weeds, man. <laughs> It does work. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, if you want to kill some weeds and give yourself some sort of... Yeah, you <laughs> give you yourself or certain, your children some sort of genetic disease. <laughs> yeah, you want to increase your risk for cancer. <laughs> you yeah. Spray it in your vegetable garden. You know, we, but it, we'll, um, we'll keep that one on, the, on deck, but maybe... Yeah. Maybe with information coming out over the next 26 years, uh, <laughs> we might want to workshop that maybe back out. So, yeah, maybe we'll we'll have to come. We'll have to find a more uh, like a natural weed killer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't I can't think of any brands. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, killer. I'm not going to. Yeah, they, none of them have the uh, advertising presence that uh, Roundup has. Yeah. So. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of the uh, they're they're the the current choice. They're the current front runner, but we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, it'll there there will naturally be a bidding war. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. How, we'll see who's going to make us our money. <laughs> well, I uh, I didn't mention this in the roundup, but I do want to quickly mention another kind of tree in uh, Tolkien, and that's um. Like trees, like do you smoke trees? Like weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably have a whole episode about this one as well, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, there's you know, giving the true answer now because I almost certainly will just refuse to give the correct answer if we do it, uh, an episode <laughs> about this on its own. They're uh, yeah. uh, whenever they're smoking weed in. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, it's pipe weed, which is it's, tobacco. It's, it's tobacco. It it you know I 
I know every stoner Tolkien fan really wants to believe that somehow it's cannabis. It's not. He, it's very explicit. First of all, in The Hobbit, it's only referred to as tobacco. And yeah, which also, is sort it, of an anachronism. Yeah, uh, it's um, and and also if you you just read the the prologue concerning hobbits there's a bit concerning pipeweed and tolkien explicitly says it's probably a variety of nicotiana which makes it tobacco yeah it's just what it is guys sorry (laughs) yeah there's 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 unfortunately really no room for debate on that one there's plenty of things to debate in the legendarium but whether or not pipeweed is cannabis or 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 tobacco it's it's very clearly it's very clearly tobacco yeah Uh, uh, it, although it would be friggin' sick, man. Uh, it's yeah. Talk know. about tree huggers, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien loved smoking his pipe, and uh, he did. Um, you know, and, he did get high on weekends, but for the rest of the week, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. hang on. I got to pencil that fact in for correction I, next week. Yeah, we got to correct that next week. <laughs> we open, yeah, we have to open next week episode. With saying, oh yeah, by the way, uh, there's no reason to thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, you're but, a pipe smoker yourself, Sean. Are you not? Uh, I used to be. I've switched yeah. to a um, a vape because it's really cool. And um, also, just not anywhere nearly as bad for you. Uh, it's not, habit. but I mean, Tolkien lived into his eighties, and he was born in 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 the eighteen hundreds. So who who says you know maybe good, the Zerby? Uh... And I'm gonna pick up that habit again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I, I, I very bad. occasionally will smoke a pipe myself, but um, it is a, it's a it's relaxing... pretty rare these days. Sort it, of, it, uh... it, it is a very relaxing. It, it's it's frustrating to learn you know to do, how yeah. to do it but it is a very relaxing uh pastime but and, most um, of all just don't do it kids tobacco is bad for you yeah Nic- tobacco is bad for you there's no there's no safe amount of nicotine or well uh, nicotine's probably the wrong thing but there's no safe amount of tobacco you can imbibe or inhale uh it's not good for you but it does relax you and stress is also a killer so you know if you're underage <laughs> don't do it and if you're overage you're an adult <laughs> and also also just don't we're do not it. we're it's not pro tobacco you. yeah we're not pro you tobacco. Say you're sounding sort of pro tobacco well i'm i'm an addict what do you want i'm an <laughs> addict i have to justify it <laughs> well i'm not justifying it I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no listen um, i do too don't worry <laughs> yeah what can you say it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky little chemical nicotine <laughs> anyway uh yeah so should there we refocus? Couple... Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to step out and smoke yeah. a pipe really it's quick. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take a, vi- a, a, a draw on my own vape much. here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there are a number of other times and trees are significant uh, throughout his stories. You know, they're um, climbed yeah. up in trees, throwing exploding pine cones at goblins. Sure, yeah. And occasionally also being uh, getting your butt kicked by a tree. And yeah, I'm not they're... talking about the orcs at Isengard either. <laughs> Actually, it's more like getting your ass eaten by a tree. And not, Ugh, not phrasing, dude. literally. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is why Tolkien that would just our podcast is juvenile and crass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
is what yeah. this is the content I'm just trying you're to live here up for. To the name, yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's the wrongs, not Lord of the Rights. <laughs> yeah, that's you're goddamn right. <laughs> so there's a part in the uh, in the first book uh, that is not covered in the movies really at all. But they no, uh, no, no, it's not. They skipped out on a lot of Hobbit stuff. Um, yeah, there was you know the Hobbits had this whole journey. For those of us who haven't read the books and watched the movies, they they have this whole journey uh, while getting even to Bree. Yeah, just to Bree, they have several adventures that we don't see in the films. Yeah, it's uh, some are more or less scary. I think part of the reason they avoided this whole section is because of Tom Bombadil, who's another character that we'll have to get into another episode. But I love him so much. Yeah, he's just this weird enigma in uh in the lord of the rings that just is so unexplained that we're just going to be able to wildly speculate about everything um he's one of the more fun characters to speculate on yes there are no real answers so but when they're about to go meet this mysterious figure they're going through this creepy wood uh the old forest yeah south of the shire and uh yeah, so while they're venturing east. Yeah. Yeah. Uh while they're venturing through the old forest, they uh they run into an interesting character who is a tree. Uh yeah, he is. Yeah, old man Willow. Uh he's called. Yeah. And uh he eats Mary and Pippin. <laughs> Long and <laughs> yeah. short of it. <laughs> Effectively, yeah. He uh kind of puts a I guess for lack of a better word, it's not you know he he's not a sorcerer he's a tree but he does have certain powers and he basically puts the four hobbits to sleep and uh, Merry and Pippin lean up against him and he swallows their asses whole <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah which uh, is a very sketchy power for a tree to have uh, it really is it's terrifying <laughs> i mean yeah, a willow is... tree that can open up and swallow you it's ter- horrible yeah and then remember, this is the whimsical sort of section of uh, yeah. the Lord of the Rings, which, um, you know, obviously has its creepy interjections, but we're out of the gates. Honestly, some of the scariest stuff in those books is yeah, stuff that, first that happens book. to the hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. Before they even hit uh, before they hit Rivendell. Yeah. The scariest things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're basically... I think uh, the other hobbits tried lighting a fire to scare the tree. Into Sam and Frodo, go. yeah. They're, they're uh, like, okay, we'll light a fire to get them, get them out, yeah. And apparently uh, the tree speaks to Merry and Pippin and tells them he's going to crush them. If... Unless they put the fire out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're in a bit of a, a, a standoff here, and that's when... Frodo just starts screaming for help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, just like yeah. just going up and down the, the lane a little bit, just screaming for anybody to hear him. And once again, we won't go too much into Tom Bombadil. He's just we're going to go into him. Weird fairy tale character who rocks up, basically tells old man willow he's a naughty boy and makes the, him let go of the hobbits yeah, yeah that's actually exactly what he does right? <laughs> he doesn't say you're a naughty boy old man willow but he does say more or less similar, actually <laughs> yeah i mean it's very close to that <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah so that's just another sort now, of instance 
where, where it's um he he's also not even really portrayed as a villainous tree which he's is, not exactly evil yeah i don't he, i don't he's know sort of just neutral that. um yeah like kind of a and i think he does it because so many people have come and like threatened the tree the forest there with axes and things like that he yeah i mean there. it's 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 the old forest and it is as old as uh as old as fangorn which is the oldest wood i believe in middle earth at least yeah and, um, and the oldest yeah. guy in middle earth <laughs> yeah another <laughs> yeah another fangorn. thing named after where it lives yeah but... uh for those of you who don't know what we're talking about uh fangorn is also a name for treebeard because and he is the... fangorn yeah, and the area, the the forest as well. Right. Yeah, the whole forest is called Fangorn Forest. Yes. But yeah, there's um, a lot of there's a lot of forest fun and shenanigans. In yeah. So I know we wanted to keep this episode a little bit shorter, but I have a question for you, Sean. Do you mm-hmm. think Old Man Willow is a horn, or is know. he something else? Because we know he's he's not an ent, obviously. Yeah. No, because he's he can't. But like, is walk. he a horn? Yeah, he doesn't move his position. He's always sitting by the by the by the creek there by the window. So I would say he isn't a Huorn like we see with the other Huorns, but he could be some sort of variation. I think he's like Huorns are in between trees and ants. Yeah, he's he's somewhere on like maybe there's a spectrum of how yeah he's he's on the sliding scale. Yeah. uh, yeah, he's yeah. an entish tree, not a treeish well, ant. Actually, yeah, we do know that there is kind of a sliding scale for that because Treebeard mentions to Merry and Pippin that, you know, some ants have become treeish and some horns have become entish. Some trees have become entish. So there's clearly is a scale of how entish or how treeish uh mm. trees can be. So yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't think he's a horn like we see uh, at the end of the yeah, battle not, he's of not, the Hornburg. But he's, he's not uh, a horn, but he, I think he's something similar. Yeah, yeah, agreed. There's agreed. a lot he's, of he's a little different. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Tolkien that's like it just isn't clearly defined. It's sort of left up to interpretation. Yeah. Because they keep it fun too. Yeah, you know yeah. everything. Every single thing having an answer is kind of neat because, there, and and there is so much that does have an actual canonical answer <laughs> to your question about Lord of the Rings or the Legendarium as a whole. But um, there are plenty of anomalies and and things that are not fully explained, and that 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 keeps it fun. I yeah. would say you have it gives to us be something to talk about with that. But um, it is. I I do like that. Uh, that sort of just mystery with, aspect. Yeah, just as with life, you're going to have to accept some mystery. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of mysteries, I um I think we mentioned in the first episode that it would be kind of fun to explore uh some of the conspiracy theories that have been coming out of the uh newspapers in Bree in Middle-earth. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh that's very specific. I don't know what Middle-earth uh Breitbart would be or whatever, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, long and short of it, <laughs> I've got a conspiracy for you, and uh, you know what? This one's gonna knock your socks off. By the way, Sean, I'm just gonna interrupt real quick because uh, we were talking about this before, and like, oh, we didn't have a we didn't have a name for this segment. I did come up with one. It's a conspiracy unmasked, like the chapter of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, 
Okay. Right? Oh my. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. I All literally right. just remembered that. <laughs> I think I wrote it down somewhere, but I just remembered that. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. That's right. Well, well, you'll we'll leave that in just so that you, uh, the listeners, can see just how uh, prepared and professional we are. We're just God, sort we of are... coming up with stuff on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I was busy gardening this past week, and you were on vacation, and that's why <laughs> just... <laughs> it took this long to come up with. All right, so conspiracy unmasked. Yes. So uh, <laughs> if you'll remember this extremely major event in uh, the second book, uh, ants destroy Orthanc, Saruman's. Uh, well, they Isengard. don't destroy Orthanc. I, yeah, Isengard. They destroy Isengard, and they have a hell of a time, but they don't the manage metal. to. Des- yeah, they don't manage to destroy uh, Orthanc itself because the men of Numenor had great contractors. Yeah, uh, I guess that's a, just another thing. We'll uh, we'll get into that later. That should become a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. Well, I mean, that's what's that's what part of what's fun about about talking about this stuff is like. There's always there's always more that we have. There's that we always more into. to get into. Yeah, yeah but there's, uh, there's no limit. I posit Saruman's a wizard. Yes, I, I think agreed. <laughs> I think he might have staged the whole thing. Oh my god, the entire destruction of Isengard? He staged it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you'll note uh our records show uh we found, we located uh the municipal records office in Edoras and Saruman had uh, actually filed for uh, a large insurance claim the the oh day that uh isengard was destroyed I, and that's amazing and he knew he knew that gandalf is a merciful soul you know he was there when he was training with nienna it's true so he, he knew he would be spared and you know he, he was fighting a losing battle mm-hmm. um he shouldn't have been but he was <laughs> and... he have been. it was directly <laughs> against what he was supposed to be doing <laughs> but well that's exact you know i think he was just throwing the whole thing taking this map i mean think about how much isengard was worth this is a numenorean stronghold and all the the land surrounding it and they were yeah. ravaged by these yeah this was a this was an industrious fortress ravaged by quote-unquote walking trees i mean i'm surprised he even was able to make the claim on insurance there was probably are precedent really, are we really going to believe the mainstream middle earth media <laughs> yes the i <laughs> the minister of times i don't know what that would be but <laughs> the gondor is that so i think he took his uh, large payout and went up into the Shire where he was able to basically start a like a multimedia empire, hire a bunch of strong arms and take over because of that payout. People say it was his voice, but how convincing can you be? No, I mean, that's true. It's like if his voice is so so powerful, then, you know, why can he? Why can he trick those stupid trees that yeah. allegedly exist? Yeah, <laughs> I think what's more powerful than even a wizard's voice? Money. <laughs> so yeah, he, oh, God, he ran that was, off. That, 
that kind of hurt. You said that. <laughs> it kind of hurt me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of sad how true that was, but <laughs> yeah, he um yeah, he just ran off with a, a couple of sacks of gold like Bilbo coming to the Shire and he uh he took over. Son of a bitch. It was all part of his plan. Yeah. Might be more evil than what he <laughs> did originally, but yeah, certainly I mean, having to do with insurance is definitely got to be more evil than just trying to take over middle earth. Yeah. The worst part is they're probably going to that, you know, when they catch him and try to imprison him, they're, uh, they're going to try to stick, you know, all those war crimes and him being, uh, in league with the dark Lord, but yeah, none of it's going to stick. They're going to end up getting in for insurance fraud and giving them the maximum (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Says Saruman is the Al Capone of. <laughs> he brought down I mean, honestly, he kind of is. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, yeah. Um, he doesn't, I mean, yeah. He doesn't really get taken down for what he should be taken down for. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. And, yeah, and he gets killed by his uh, his constituent there. I yeah, yeah. Spoilers, not... dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, once again, spoilers for the. For, for a movie old, that uh, is that is more than twenty old, years old, and a book that is yeah came out in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think uh, I think we can wrap up now. And yeah, um, I think uh, yeah, we're uh, at fifty-four already, minutes, so yeah. we're not really doing great at keeping the episodes a little bit shorter. <laughs> well, it's certainly shorter than last time, but uh, it is. we're having too much fun. Yeah, I don't think that's an issue, and hopefully, our listeners are as well. Again, all five of them. Yeah, (laughs) I think we're up to ten now, which is yeah, (laughs) doubled, doubled from last week. (laughs) So I already shared a fun fact, but uh, now I got to put you on the spot, Zerb. What's your Tolkien fun fact for the? All right. Well, my Tolkien fun fact for the week was that uh, Tolkien actually had a had some hobbies other than uh, philology and then creating. incredible mythical worlds uh he had a passion for making lamps he uh he would make lamps as gifts and uh, give them people c.s lewis had had one there were several in his home he are just these, loved making lamps are these out of, gas like, old lamps or no like regular uh well he may have made some gas lamps as well but i think he uh oh, he really like... liked turning like old fire extinguishers he was kind of a hipster that way you know turning oh, old fire know, extinguishers actually, into lamps i think or, um I think I saw one of his works in a movie. Did you ever watch a Christmas story? <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got that. I think he, he contributed that leggy lamp. Yeah. And that may have been that. Yeah. We'll have, we'll, we'll it, have, it could have been, it could have been a that. knockoff. It could have been a knockoff. Yeah. yeah. We may, we may have to, we may have to revisit that. Uh, we'll do some research before next, next episode and, 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 and we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get some hard facts on that. <laughs> yes. Hard facts. The thing we're not best for. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, well, with that. Yeah. With that, we'll say, uh, join us on the next episode of the, uh, Lord of the Rungs podcast. And, uh, Namadie, friends. See you Namadie. next time.